Welcome to Ask Abby, a podcast where I help women who have a tough decision to make to connect to the inner wisdom of their body, find their own answers, and move forward. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ask Abby. Today, we have the wonderful Paige Scalarelli, my virtual assistant here with us. Hi, Paige. Hi. (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Good. We've been talking about having Paige on for a while, so she finally had something that she kind of wanted to chat with us about. Um, So this is exciting. Exciting yes. stuff. You're on the other side of the podcast today. Yes, I'm on the forefront instead of behind the scenes. <laughs> Very exciting. So, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your business? Let's start with that. A little bit about who you are, what you do, the whole nine. Yeah. So, I am a virtual assistant. I own Easy Peasy VA Services. Um, I specialize in podcast management, and then I do online course creation, and then a little bit of everything else that kind of falls into place with that. So like social media management, content creation, and all of that fun stuff. Um, It's been exciting, been doing this for a year as we were just talking about and full time for almost three months. Um, And And Paige quit her full-time steady job in the middle of a pandemic to open this business. Don't forget to mention that. Well, yeah, okay. So then I guess if we're going back, back, back. Um, I am a architectural technologist by trade and I was working in my field for about five years. So right out of college. And um, we were just talking about how I just kept bouncing from firm to firm because I always thought it was the environment that I was in that I was never happy. So I'd get to a spot, I'd get the work done. um, I'd make friends, but then I'd, I'd some point I would just become miserable and I would hate my job. I would, um, not regret waking up, but like, you know what I mean? Like not want to wake up to go to work. I used to, when I was first in my field, I would get up, I would do my makeup. I do my hair. I would wear, I was like the pencil skirt and heels type of girl. And then literally like three and a half years into my experience, I was hoodies, jeans, and sneakers and a ponytail every single day. Like I literally changed as a person and I was like, okay, I also put on like 30 pounds. So that's can tell you right there. I was not happy. So I just stumbled upon, um, I think it was an Instagram account. I honestly, I don't even remember what it was. No, it was a podcast. I stumbled across a podcast talking about virtual assisting and I'm like, what the heck, what is this? I've never heard of this before. And this was February of 2019. So this was like, no, sorry, February, 2020. So right before, you know, everything hit the fan. Um, And I was like, this is too good to be true. Like, how can you work for yourself doing what, like, not whatever you want, but like, if you don't like something, you can move into something else, make a living. And then like, that's it, have a business. So I invested $500, which isn't a lot of money. And, um, here we are. Now I own my own business and work for myself. So yeah, that's quite the story, you know, especially like, at the, I remember like I, I hired you right around the time you were leaving your full-time job and you were like, everyone thinks I'm crazy. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
that's the other thing is being surrounded by, right? Like once you're in the world of like working for yourself and online and social media and stuff like that, it seems normal. But when in your life, when you are surrounded by a whole bunch of people who work the nine to five, who get up and go to work every day, they're like, what are you doing? Like you own a house, like you have bills to pay for. You just got a brand new car. What are you doing? It's like, listen, I haven't even noticed the difference since I left my full-time job. So leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, totally. And I think to most people, it's just so scary to like make that, to make that jump into the unknown, but yeah. Hi everyone. I wanted to take a quick minute to fill you in on a new community that I'm creating. I saw a need for this community within my own you know, community, my clients, because so many of you come to me saying that you feel isolated in your business. You don't have any other friends or family who own businesses that really truly understand what it's like. I know how frustrating it is when you're trying to make a big decision in your business and you go to friends and family and just don't feel like you get the support that you needed. They maybe don't understand what it's like to own a business. They maybe come from a scarcity mindset or a mindset where they're really scared to take risks and they don't understand what is involved in being a business owner. And I really wanna create a community where you can come together with other women who can serve as this support role for you where you can come to ask your questions to see if anybody else knows how to, you know, make the technology work for what you're imagining, to see what someone thinks of your ideas, to workshop your pricing, to ask for support when you're going through something difficult and to share your wins when you have something really exciting happen. My vision is that this community is gonna become your new group of best girlfriends who also really truly understand what it's like to be in your shoes and can give you valuable input on decisions that you need to make in your business. The best part is that I will be overseeing and guiding this group to make sure that you feel supported and get all of your questions answered. This is an insanely affordable way to get access to me and my coaching and to get the kind of support you need to really scale your business to where you want it to be. You've been considering working with me in any capacity, then do not miss this opportunity. This is going to be an amazing community and an amazing chance to get access to my support and my coaching. So I would love to have you in the inner circle. This is a beta run, so I know that this price won't last long. If you're interested, we start in May. So please reach out to me on Instagram at Abby Valletta and let me know and we can chat about it and see if it would be a good fit for you. As always, I really appreciate your support. You have no idea how much it means to me. It's, and what's funny is actually you say that, like, I always forget, like, now that I'm in the world of, like, on my business, like, I always forget sometimes that people use, like, Instagram as, like, a fun social thing. Because to yeah. me, it's work. Like, oh, that's I know. Work. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that last night. I was, I never go on my personal account anymore. And it's, like, like, the photos that I post on there, there's, like, no captions, no hashtags, no nothing. You're just posting the posts. And it's, like, like, I forget that people do this. It's yeah. not, like, a business. It's, like, oh. I say it all the time. I'm like, oh, I just, I just totally forget. Cause to me, I'm like, this is me working. Like this yeah. is what I do. 
Anywho, so why don't you tell everyone with that background what your kind of predicament is? It's a very good predicament to have. Um, yeah. yeah. So why don't you fill everybody in? So my current state is I have a waiting list. So it's like, it's very good problem to have, but um, I've hit kind of the ceiling, like without raising my rates or whatever it is, um, I've kind of hit the ceiling on my income and going back to like why I quit my job and why I started my business um, is not to be stuck in like this yearly income that I can make and then that's it for the rest of my life, you know, or for the rest of the time that I'm working in my business. So I'm thinking about expanding. <laughs> Very um, scary topic just because I feel like I still need to do stuff on my end, but I can't get to my stuff because I have too much work. And then I don't want to say no to people because I still want to have like that influx of clients. Yeah, people coming to you. You hate turning them away. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't take any more unless I want to work like 27, five, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's not why you opened your own business. No. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. So good predicament to have. You are backing up waiting list. I mean, I know I've had tons of people ask me about you and contact you and, um, <laughs> if you're good at what you do, obviously. Right. So it's like, okay, I either have to scale. Yeah. Right. You have to scale. You have to do something. You have to switch yeah. something up or you're going to kind of keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. And that's the other thing is like, yes, I could raise my prices, but there's only like, I can't charge $475 an hour for what I do. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, raising your prices, but then you just get back to the same point. It's like, okay, this is all I can make. Yeah. Like even if you raise your prices, there's, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's like, there's only so far you can go with that. And, and I feel like there's so much growth potential in the other things you're kind of discussing doing. Yes. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what you're considering? Hiring. <laughs> yeah. Hiring um, somebody, not necessarily an employee at the moment, but somebody, because I have like so many clients that are doing the same sort of thing, I kind of want to be like the creative director behind things. So I would still be the forefront of talking to all my clients. Like we would still be having a conversation, but then when it came to say editing a podcast or um, writing a blog post or something like that, I would give them the topics. They would write it. I would read it. And then kind of thing, like kind of save that time. Yeah. Cause it doesn't really, at some point it doesn't make sense for you to be sitting editing podcasts Yeah, when you've got waiting lists full of people. Yeah. And then, yeah. You know what I'm like picturing when you talk about it is like you watch the office is like assistant to the assistant, the assistant, uh, assistant to the, yeah. Assistant regional manager or whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've literally, I've watched that show like 17 times and I, I can't even remember that. We're not doing good. We're not yeah. doing good today, but that's when you said that I'm like, Oh, the assistant needs an assistant. Yes. So where is your hesitation? Like, where is any of your like hesitation around taking this step or hiring someone like well when I speak to 
so I only have one other like actual girlfriend that I went to college with who's in the same field as I am she's like eight months behind me but she's like on the same type of path so she's the only really person that actually gets what I'm going through Mm -hmm. so my issue is that I like to talk about my issues (laughs) I like to talk to anybody and everything about it and the thing is is that nine out of the 10 people that I talk to aren't in my shoes. Mm -hmm. So when I say, okay, like I want to bring on an employee or I want to bring on a contractor, like they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're going to have to start thinking about somebody else. You need to have all your ducks in a row and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, you hired an assistant. Why can't I hire an assistant? You know, (laughs) like what? Yeah. And they told you the same thing when you decided to open this business. This is true. I, um, it must've been the other day. Um, I heard like the best business advice I've ever gotten was to not take business advice from somebody who doesn't own their own business. I say that all the time. I used to do it when I first opened my first massage practice, I would like ask my friends and family and I learned really quick not the way to go. Cause they don't yeah. know. They have no idea what you're going. Like they have no idea what they're, what you're going through. Like, and then they really can't. And I find most people who work nine to five jobs are really risk averse and to really grow a successful business, you have to be willing to take some risks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. Cause when, um, when I was working the nine to five, I'd literally come in at what well, was more like a eight to five, a nine hour day, which sucked really bad. Um, I'd walk into the office, sit down at my desk from eight to 12, get up, go to home for lunch, come back from one to five and then go home. And then that was my day. Like, mind you, I'm doing that now, but I get to actually use my creativity and I can, if I need to go to Costco, I can get up and go to Costco. If I need to go for a walk or play with my cats or like have a mental break, I can yeah. But yeah, working in and the nine to five is just, you get stuck. I know like, well, I know personally, cause you're my assistant, but like you work a lot at night. You work a lot. I, I do the same yeah. thing. A lot of times me and you are going back and forth at like 10 o'clock at night. You're like, are you working? I'm like, you know, I am. <laughs> yeah. <Both are. laughs> yeah, exactly. I, well, I find I'm more productive in the afternoon um, than I am in the morning. Like I really want to become a morning person, but that just ain't for me. So <laughs> uh, that's not happening. I'm the opposite. I peak from like 10 to two and by two I'm like tired and I'm kind of useless yeah and then I get another second wind after dinner that's why a lot of times I'm working late yeah yeah so what I'm hearing in this is you feel pretty good about it until you talk to other people yeah exactly if if this world was just me and my potential assistant I would have a potential assistant um yeah I don't I don't know why I'm so scared like I know like I can see myself I was just talking to somebody um yesterday who wanted to book my services but I don't have room until June and July which is like insane because that's so far away but as I was talking to her I'm like I'm gonna have somebody by then yeah (laughs) (laughs) you manifested it right into action there you're like oh it's it's fine because I'll be I'll be a boss bitch by then yeah I don't know honestly I don't know why the hesitation is there like it was just even when we were like when we first started talking like when we first started working together and you read me my my chart Mm -hmm. um and you were just saying that it's like 
you just get these gut feelings and you just go with them and you feel like it's going to work out. And I had that feeling about running my own business and it's working out. So, yeah. And I just looked at your chart and let's fill everybody else in. So Paige is a four, six, um, sacral manifesting generator. And, um, of course I hired a manifesting generator, everybody, <laughs> of course, I'm not going to get my projector ass. So I'm looking at your chart here. You have every gate in the sacral center defined almost every gate, not every gate. I shouldn't say, um, which means like, you've got a lot of that sacral energy. So the sacral center is where we, you, those gut decisions come in and you have several channels. You've got the gate of power. Like you've got some really, um, you've got a lot of definition in your sacral. So you're probably going to have strong gut instincts. And usually when we talk to people, they talk us right out of those gut instincts. It's like, yeah. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because other people aren't maybe as in tune with their gut. Like I, when we first talked about your chart, like when we first started working together, you were like, oh my God. Yeah. Like this isn't like, you didn't learn this through me. You were already pretty in tune with your gut, I think. Um, naturally. And so what happens is like, we're pretty set and like, and then you have a defined spleen too. And that's actually, you have a channel to your throat. So that's like one of your manifestation, like where you're kind of speaking from, I'll say. And, um, so you probably have a, a strong sense of intuition as well. So not only do you have the strong sense of gut instincts, but you've also probably got a strong intuition, which is more of that. Like, it's less like visceral. It's less like in the body of like, Oh, I don't want to do that. Or like, yeah, I'll do that. And it's more like, just a deep knowing. Like, I just know that this is the right move. I couldn't explain it. I just know. Yeah. And that's hard for other people. Yeah. Like confident in that. Yeah. That, that's like a hundred percent true. That's even like, just because obviously when you, when somebody reaches out to me, it's not an automatic yes. Like we have to get on a call. I have to get to know you and then see if it's like the right fit. Even with talking with that kind of stuff with people, they're like, well, I have to go to work. Like say it's not necessarily it's a, this person is bad, but there's just something that we just, I know that we're not going to get along like that kind of thing. And then people are like the other people in my life are like, okay, well, I have to go to work and deal with shitty situations. I have to go to work and deal with that like, HR person. That's, that's on my back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So yeah, no, I totally get that. It's 100. And, and that's important. And you and I talked about that when we first started working together too, is because I think there can be this idea and this is, I'm glad we're talking about this on the podcast because there's this idea when we get into business, like I have to take everything that comes my way. Like yeah. I have to take every client, even if I know that client's going to drive me fucking crazy, I have to take them because it's like this scarcity, you know, scarcity kind of mentality of like, but if I don't take them, I could starve and my business will fail. But really it's so energetically draining to try to work with someone you don't click with. And I remember when I told you about the gut instincts, you said that you said, Oh, sometimes I get on a call with someone and I just know it's not a good fit. And I tell them no, even though like I have this space, but I just, I know it's not a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so important to listen to that. It is. I it's honestly, it came from experience as well because I did end up taking on a client that I didn't necessarily get along with and we didn't have our I couldn't, I couldn't mentally continue the contract with this person. Not again, not because this person was a bad person. It was just, I, there are just people that you don't get along with and you can't explain it. And that's just the way it is. And life goes on. Yeah. Like <laughs> you just don't click. No, a hundred percent. I told, I, I do the same thing with clients. Like not everybody 
I wouldn't invite everybody to work with me if I didn't feel the energetic like click, you know? Um, and it would be really energetically draining if I did. And it would make the whole experience like way, way worse. And so it's good that you listen to your gut in those instances. Yeah. So you seem pretty tuned in with your gut instincts, your little sacral center there. So what do you think the sacral center, what do you think your gut instincts are telling you to do? Well, that, okay. So there are so many things that I need to do, but in actuality or whatever, in order for me to get these things done, like I need to update my website. I want to have like a a template library to have like passive income. People can download um, Canva templates, all this stuff. Like there are so many things that I want to do, but I can't do them because I don't have time. So in order for me to do these things, I need to hire somebody. So I feel like that is now priority number one. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, like, I'm still getting clients with my outdated website. And I don't think I looked at your website. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I might have. I don't we'll know. see. And that's the other thing, too, is that like you said at the beginning of the podcast is that or sorry, I don't even know if you said it on the podcast, but we were talking about how um, my clients are going to like, I'm a people person. Like, that's a part of my chart. My clients are coming from my people, which is essentially the only in my whole, I guess, <laughs> year of business. I've only ever had like three people just stumble across me, uh, across me on Instagram. Yes. I was one of them. I was one of them. Abby was one of them. (laughs) Yes. Now I've referred you like seven people in true fashion. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I do have, um, uh, actually one of my clients that is starting next week is from you as well. Yes. Um, but yeah, a majority of my clients are just referrals. So clearly my website and my Instagram. That's the other thing is my Instagram. I haven't posted my Instagram in like four months, but that's what I do for my clients, which is quite funny. Um, yeah, but if you don't need to either, like, is that just pressure that you feel like you need to, because everyone else is like, if you're, you're, you're too busy. So obviously it's not a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. That's the other thing. Like I've been working with a client recently who keeps saying that she's like, I feel like I should be posting, but I'm like, you're not trying to scale. She's actually trying to scale back her business. So I'm like, it just, it, that's just pressure. You're just feeling pressure to do it because everyone else is doing it. Yeah, I do. That's really, and I it. think if you got an assistant, it would free up the time. And I'm glad you said that about like templates, Canva templates or whatever, because I was thinking that when you were saying like your income's capped, you, you can't, you know, you can't take any more people like, yes, hiring out would be great, but how can you also create passive income screen? In- well, yeah. Well, yeah. so when my girlfriend and I were originally speaking about our businesses, um, I always thought that I was going to be on the path that I was just going to trans transition into a coach, transition into education and teaching people on doing what I'm doing. Okay. Maybe that is in my future. Cause I only have a year under my belt and really three months of full-time work under my belt. And there's still so much for me to learn in order to me justify people paying for a course or something like that. Um, so I had thought about teaching. I had thought about coming up with an evergreen uh, product, like a course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
we had recently discussed Canva templates because I love, like, I literally live in Canva. I'm every single day I open that. Thank um, God you do because I hate Canva. I haven't <laughs> opened it since I hired you and it feels so good. <laughs> yes, that's like, that's even, even when I was working at my full time job, I would do like my, my like email signature or whatever I'd be working in Canva. So doing like Canva templates for like essentially everything um, is another way of having passive income. But in order to create these templates and create this library on my website, I need the time. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's going to happen, but it's just like, it's, you know, scary to, to think about expanding. Yeah. What's the, what's the, like, cause when you talk about it, you're kind of like, you're obviously going to do it, but then there is this like hesitancy. Do you know what that feeling is? Like that scary feeling? Actually, yes, I do. Cause I, when I messaged you about the idea of this podcast topic, um, I had asked you if you would be okay with me hiring somebody oh, else. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> so like, I know I can do what I'm doing and all of my clients know who I am, but it's, if I'm hiring somebody else to help me with their stuff, I don't know. I just feel like maybe they'd be turned off and be like, I want to work with just with you. I don't want to work with somebody else, but it's like, that's not fair to me. Cause I mean, I'm helping you grow your business. You need to help me grow my business. Like, you know? Yeah. yeah. And so do you think it's that fear more of like that? The other people are going to like what you're saying. The other people are going to um, not be happy that you brought in additional help. Or is there also a little like control freakish gremlin of like, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Cause yeah. Cause then there's another thing is like, um, obviously it's another human. Everything. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm like micromanager over here. Um, it's a whole other human being, right? So I can't control the way that they work. Like, obviously I would have, um, so I would be wanting to give the opportunity who's, somebody who's like kind of fresh in the business to kind of get their feet wet that kind of thing but then also coming with entry-level positions they don't necessarily know how things work but then like when you hired me I didn't know what the hell I was doing (laughs) and now we're talking about hiring help so (laughs) well and that's what's kind of funny when you say it because like I felt the same way when I hired you right like yeah. And you're kind of having the same experience, which makes sense. It was like, well, how is she going to help me with my stuff? And how is it still going to be my stuff? Like, I wasn't really sure how it would work, you know, because I was like, well, like I still have, right. It's that control freak of like, well, all of this is my baby. And how am I just going to like pass it off to someone? And I do think there's a level of like the people have to click. Like, that's why you shouldn't sign clients that you don't click. Like people ask me all the time about like hiring you and how it works. And I'm like, oh my God, Paige is godsend. I will just like verbal diarrhea box you. And you're like, okay, I got it. And ding, 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 ding. Like, like, I don't even know how she does it. But I was, I had the same exact gremlin of like, is it going to be authentic if someone else is helping me, my, like my content and my podcast, you know, like, is it going to be like real and authentic or, and am I going to be able to relinquish control over the situation and not feel like I have to micromanage and you're really organized. So it makes it really easy. Cause you're very organized. So that's, I am too. So it works well for me how you do everything. 
Yeah. And like, to be honest, like even going back to me saying like being the creative director, like I would, so just by listening to the podcast, that's how we pick out like your content for the week and your emails and stuff like that. But I do have other clients, like I have a, um, a CPA, so um, like a tax professional. Um, obviously, I I know nothing about U.S. taxes. I'm here <laughs> in Canada, but we the way I work is really hands on. So they provide me with like the main bullet points, and then that's how I create the content and then the graphic to go with it. So really, I can just be having that conversation with my client, getting the main content ideas, and then being like, here, beef it up. And then that would save me like the three hours. Like, you yeah. Know? And I think you would need someone who was kind of a self-starter. Like I think in the industry you're in, you'd have to, like, you have to kind of be able to figure it out. Like I worried about that too. When I hired out was like, if I'm going to have to tell them everything to do, will it just make more sense to do it myself? And that's not how it played out at all because you're yeah. so good and you just figure it like I was cracking up actually last week. I told my, one of my friends about it who owns a business, Annie, she came on one of the episodes and, um, you texted me and you were like, I haven't gotten anything from you for content this week. So I'm going to just figure it out myself. <laughs> I had a migraine. Yeah. I was like, thank God for Paige. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I did like worry about that as I got into it was like, how is it going to work? Am I going to have to like hold someone's hand and does then that make sense? You know? Um, and for me, that's not how it played out, obviously. Um, so some of that's like relinquishing control and just like trusting that the right person will come yeah. your way. I feel like that's it. Once I, once I like kind of get over that feel, I really wish I was actually thinking about hiring my cousin because she had like, sh- she's over in Nova Scotia, uh, New Brunswick and um, you know, COVID and everything. She's a journalist. So she's like a writer. Um, and I was thinking about outsourcing copywriting to her. And this was like, just before I was just bouncing it off my, like the idea with my husband, he's just like, well, you should probably, um, think about yourself first. Cause you've only been in business for three months, but like, I mean, he doesn't have his own business. Right. So, <laughs> um, and then she ended up getting a job and then it's just like, okay, well, whatever I should have, like, I think, I don't know, honestly, <laughs> Is there certain parts? So after you said that, it got me thinking, are there certain parts that you would rather get help with like someone to do copy or someone to do pot? Like, or is it kind of just like in general, you need help with all of it? It's probably just writing. Writing kind of takes me the longest, like actually writing um, an email or a blog post or like just captions for that matter. Um, And then graphics don't really take me that long just because if, sorry, if it's my graphic, like if I'm doing it for myself, it's going to take me three hours just because I'm a perfectionist. But if it's like it's for somebody else, I can do it once and be like, oh, that looks good. And then that's that instead of like fiddling with it. Um, but yeah, I feel like everything will be okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's totally going to be okay. And like, that's why I'm curious is like, could you specifically look for someone who has strengths in the things that maybe aren't your strength? Like, cause you sound like you love Canva. Like you sound like you love the design, but you don't necessarily love the writing as much. Yeah. No. So if you found someone whose strong suit was writing, like that could fill in the gap for the parts that like take you. A, like I talk about that all the time on the podcast, which you know, because you listen to it all the time, <laughs> but like 
how can you lean into your strengths? Like, I'm not really a great writer. That's why I hire you. And I mean, if you want to hire a different writer, that's fine too. It doesn't matter. I'm just, it's not my strong suit. Um, I'm better at speaking. So like, are there, is there someone you could kind of look for that had those skills that maybe aren't, aren't the parts that you love? I feel like I need, um, somebody who's looking to go into podcast editing. So like not necessarily a manager, I would still look after like the, um, podcast analytics and like the actual posting and stuff like that of the podcast, but maybe just sitting through and, um, editing a podcast, like some, I have one client where editing isn't really kind of like with your podcast, there isn't a lot of editing to it with your podcast. They're like an hour long. And then with her podcast, they're like 15 minutes. So I could have somebody else listen through your podcast, take out the the part where we stopped talking for a second, and then I can see, but then I would want to listen to it again, because then I'd, I'd st- you know, just to make sure that they did a good job before I send it to you, instead of just having them edit it and then be like, here you go, Abby. And then they didn't do anything to it. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like, yeah, I totally know what you mean. And I think this is what's holding you back from doing it is like giving up the control and trusting that someone else is going to do a good job. And I I feel like what that's going to come down to is like, you probably will have to at first, like, I think when I first hired you, I double checked more I don't even check now. You post the podcast and I'm just like, well, 10 pages in. <laughs> like I never re-listen to it after you edit it. I just trust that you're going to do it right. You know, we don't do that much editing either. So it's not exactly like major. And I try to give you a heads up if there's like a big part that needs to be edited out or something like that. But um, I feel like if you got the right person at first, you might have to do that. And then you'd start to be like, all right, she's got it under control. Yeah. Or he, I guess, or whatever. To be honest, like the onboarding process probably won't be as bad as I'm thinking about it too. Cause my girlfriend, she is a, um, a digital business manager. So she's all about getting your like SOPs in place. So like your essentially everyday processes on a piece of paper. So you can hand it to somebody and be like, do this and they can do it. Um, but yeah, I, it's just daunting a little bit. Yeah. It's like the first scary step was quitting my job. Like walking out of the building on my last day, I literally had a panic attack. Like I was like, like, what the hell did I just do? And then my next panic attack will come when I say, yeah, let's do this. (laughs) Start working for me. Yeah. But like, also, if you don't hire someone to work for you like that, you know, then what? Yeah. I mean, I love everybody that I work with. That's like part of the reason that I felt like it was going to be okay. Like when I quit my, my full-time job, but I'm working seven days a week, which I don't want to complain because I'd rather be working seven days a week than working five days a week in what I was doing, but I'm kind of running into the problem that I'm, that's I'm kind of, <laughs> sorry. That's too many days a week to be working. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, it is. Um, but I'm now running into the problem that is literally my mission statement on uh, my website is to help you find more time to stop the burnout. It's like, if I don't find myself more time, I'm going to burn out. So Yes, without a doubt. So you got to practice what you preach, girl. Yeah, I know. 
I can say as your client, I mean, I, I wouldn't, I don't think it would, honestly, you probably could have hired someone and I would have had no idea, especially if you were still the one kind of talking to me. Um, like if they were just editing my podcast, I don't even know that I would know the difference. I feel like that's how I'm, it's going to be. Like I will eventually start mentioning that, okay, like I'll have my team look at it or whatever the conversation leads to, but I feel like for it not to be as intimidating because a lot of people that I work with don't have like offices full of people. Like they are like small business owners. Like I'm one of the only employers or contractors that they have. So if I came out and be like, hey, I have other people working under me, I feel like that might be just a little intimidating for them. But my prices are not going to change. Like me hiring somebody else doesn't mean that I'm not going to be charging you $60 an hour or $70 an hour. Like, you know what I mean? Um, So I don't understand why it's bothering me so much because you're not going to notice a difference. Like, it's just going to be on my end. Wouldn't affect my life at all, Paige. I mean, I can't speak for all of your clients, but yeah. And like, I, especially doing the kind of work I do. I mean, I, when you tell me you are working seven days a week, like I'm team, you shouldn't be doing that. Like you need to be hiring help because I'd rather you be like refreshed and like, taking care of your own business. Right. And like growing at the rate that you need to grow. Um, and then you could focus on like the education. Yeah. Maybe you'll do like VA trainings in the future. Like, but it's hard to scale if you're working seven days a week. And what's funny is like, that's why I hire you. It's like, it, it, it doesn't make sense for me to spend hours editing a podcast. Like I just, I don't have time for it. I've got other things and clients. And so now you're in the same exact boat. And so it's time to just carry it on. Time to hire. Time to hire. How do you think you're going to find the person? Um, probably. So, so like I said, it was definitely going to have an interview process mm-hmm. um, because I need to make sure that this person is 100%. Um, Cause I don't want to like, you know, hire on somebody and be like, Oh, sorry. I got you excited for nothing. Um, and you could even do like a trial period just to be like, yeah. just want to make sure we click like. Yeah. Um, I used, well, I, I guess I still am a part of a, a Facebook group kind of where I came from. So like when I first started out, this is where I was looking for job postings and uh, things like that. So probably just, just Facebook. I don't know anybody personally that I could hire. I feel like that would make make things easier if I knew somebody that I could be like, Hey, you want to come work for me? Um, but I don't, well, and I feel feel like being a fourth line that would, that makes sense for you. Like you're going to be more apt to hire someone who comes through your network through people, you know, than just like a random off the internet. Yeah. Although I heard you, you were random off the internet. And I, it worked <laughs> I was a random to everybody at some point. So <laughs> it worked out. People are always like, how'd you find her? I'm like, I just literally Instagram searched virtual assistants and went through some profiles. I liked how yours looked. I booked a, booked a call. <laughs> bada bing, bada yeah. boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you got to start putting the intention out there of like, and let me see actually in your chart quick. Are you a specific? Yeah. So you're a specific manifester. So what that means is, um, well, actually, let me say for everybody listening, if you look at your chart, the bottom right arrow on your chart, if it's going to the left, it means you're specific. 
And if it's going to the right, it means you're non-specific. So page is specific. And so what that means is when you're like manifesting something, when you're, when you're kind of trying to bring something new into your life, be really crystal clear, be really freaking specific on what it is that you want. So you guys, even a lot of times you go with like vision boards or like, if you like to journal, you could write it out, but like, be really clear on like what this person's going to be like, how they're going to act, how they're, you know, like just be really specific about it. Where are they going to be from? Um, as you're kind of like putting that out there and then just see what the universe sends your way. You know, it's hilarious. Uh, before you, I had no idea what human design was. Um, and then when, when you sent me my, my chart, the first time that we started talking, I was like, oh my God, this is me. So speaking of manifesting and being specific. So before my husband and I purchased this house, it was four or five years ago. The market was absolutely stupid, like 24 offers on a house. And I'm like, and we've already, we put in offers on so many different houses and we never got them. And I was like, okay, you know what? This is our house. We're going to get it. This is our house. I now live in that house. Yeah. (laughs) My last job um, that I worked at. So when I was an architectural technologist, it was like on the water, like the location was beautiful. And we used to drive by it and I'd be like, I'm going to work there one day. And I hadn't even applied, nothing like that. It's like, I'm going to work there one day. I did work there one day. Didn't like it, but I still worked there. (laughs) You little manifesting generator, you. Yeah, you guys are cool because you can really like manifest what you want into into creation. It's it's pretty cool. I tell my husband all the time. It's like, if you want it to happen, just say it's going to happen. Just let me know and I'll make it happen. Yeah, I know. And especially being specific. It's like, you can just be very clear, literally like I'm going to work at that office. It's going to be on the water. It's right. Like I'm going to have an assistant. She's going to be awesome. She's going to be self-sufficient. We're going to get along and it's going to be great. Yeah. I like the sound of that. You heard it here first. (laughs) Yeah. You, you got it here first guys. This was, yeah, no, you should definitely manifest this person into your life. Like be really specific on, yeah, like how you want her to be organized or, you know what I mean? All of those things that you're nervous about. Um, and then there is going to just be some trial and error with it. Like you're going to have to hire someone to see like, and I think like, that's how that hiring process kind of goes. Like I, in the beginning, I read through more of the stuff that you would give me. Like I would like buzz through the podcast now I don't at all. I'm just like, oh, trust page. She's probably got it under control, right? Like, cause you do it every week. Yeah. Someone asked me one time about how editing the podcast. And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> no, nothing about editing my own podcast. Even that one day I tried to post mine myself. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, this is a struggle. But um, yeah, I do think it's going to take a little just trial and error of like trusting the person and seeing, you know, seeing, you might listen to the podcast in the beginning. And then once you feel like they have a handle on it, it's going to be a huge burden off your plate. Yeah. And I mean, like the stuff that I do isn't rocket science. Like it's not hard. It's just me being able to trust somebody else. <laughs> yeah. And it's time consuming. And like, that's why we all pay you is because it's time consuming. Yeah. So it makes sense to me that you would need to hire someone else. Like, I think that that's perfectly aligned. And like, the other thing I'm thinking is like, you know, on your podcast and on your platforms, you talk a lot about like the need to outsource. So like, how does that also apply to you? 
you know, like we're good at preaching and then never practicing what we preach. I know. I said it earlier. I said, do as I say, not as I do. (laughs) Yeah, no, I really, yeah. Because I know, you know, the value of, um, outsourcing. Yeah. And there's also like a little feeling, cause I had a conversation with somebody, um, where I wasn't able to work with them. So I sent them some referrals, but these people didn't necessarily have anybody that they had worked with yet. Like they were new, but I knew their characteristics. Like they were good people. Like if you just gave them a chance, they would work, you know? So I feel like, especially being in that boat not too long ago, it'd be a great way to like run like an internship program or like, obviously it would be paid because I hated working for free, but yeah. Yeah. I think that would be cool. I think that would be really cool. So what's going to be your first step towards, towards doing the thing? I feel like I don't know if writing down my processes would be my first step or actually just getting out there and being like, Hey, (laughs) who wants a job? I'm looking for someone. Yeah. But yeah, I would either be like writing down what it is that I do for people to see what it is that I would be, I guess that would be my first step because obviously I wouldn't be like, Hey, I'm looking for somebody, get somebody who's like really into Canva, but I'm hiring them for copywriting. Yeah. So I probably need to figure out what it is that I don't want to be doing or that I can outsource, like not necessarily that I don't want to be doing, but that I can outsource and kind of save those five hours or three hours here and there. Um, and then put that in the job description. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Like, what are the parts you don't want to be doing? And then start start from there and then start looking and then being able to actually work in my business not for my business (laughs) yep yep that's the goal I know and like I feel like as you bring people in you could scale like you could take on more of these clients that you're turning away you're gonna scale your income you're gonna you're gonna have more time you're hopefully not gonna be working seven days a week that's insane yeah and that's the the thing too is that now with I call spring busy season, spring and summer, because that's when everybody has everything going on is that even the the clients that I have increase their hours. So if I'm like taking somebody that's originally five hours, but they're now in the process of, you know, launching a course or launching a podcast or just doing a website, then that five turns into eight, that eight turns into 10. Like, you know what I mean? It's just... I can, yeah. yeah. And there are definitely things that I'd rather be doing more than other things. Um, and yeah, the whole purpose of hiring somebody else as well is to make more money as everybody wants to do is make more money. Like I'm making decent money now, but I would love to make more. Like everybody loves to make more money. Plus I feel like even just on an energetic level, like you'll feel better when you're doing just the parts you really like, like you really like the design. Yeah. You really like the, the, I know that about you too, from doing my stuff. Like you really like making the images and making the colors all match and like things like that. But like writing copy sitting, like you must, like, it must take a lot of time to edit podcast. Like you have to listen to the whole thing in order to edit it. Um, even, yeah, even if like, um, 
yours doesn't need a lot of editing to it I still need to sit through the whole hour and listen to the podcast just to make sure you know yeah so like we just had that car alarm go off it's right you gotta listen and like I know I know I think that all the time like it must be pretty or like I'm working on an online course obviously Paige knows that so like I'm working on putting together an online course to get out at some point this year like you don't really need to upload all the things into like you could easily pay someone else to do that And then it would free you up for like, yeah, creative director, communicating with clients, like being the face of the business. You could start actually doing your own podcast. Yeah, I know. That's the, that's another thing too, is that I, so I, I launched a podcast called (laughs) Make It Easy with Paige Scalabrelli, Um, but there's only like two episodes on it. I launched it at a time where I just don't have enough time. Like I wanted, I want to have a podcast. I want to have an updated website. I want to be posting on social media, but I just don't have the time to be doing these things. So yeah. I could, and you could pay an assistant to do that. Like literally yeah. that's what all the rest of us are doing. You know, I know. Also, I feel like I need an assistant or somebody, not necessarily an assistant, We'll see. I don't want to call them my employee because then that gets all difficult with taxes and yeah, stuff like that. I'm so not ready be, for that yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, a contractor to help me increase my revenue with all of my current clients and new clients, and then after that, probably look into somebody for myself, so yeah. I don't have to worry about that. And then keeping up with your own social and everything and also running a business is like nearly impossible. Like almost, I am amazed like when people, and I have, you know, you obviously listen to everybody on the podcast, but I have a lot of people come and be like, Oh, like, I don't get how other businesses I'm like, other businesses have full teams. Like those influencers you're following have multiple hands in the pot. Like they are not sitting there doing all of their, and I think it's really easy for people to forget that. I mean, even I have an assistant and I don't have that many followers. (laughs) Like I'm not like that big. But I wouldn't be able to keep up with it. I would spend my whole week sitting and editing podcasts and I wouldn't have any time to do clients, which is like what actually pays me the bills. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting to me, like, and I'm glad that you came on today because I do get asked about outsourcing so frequently, but people forget that, you know, like for you, it's really hard to keep up with your own stuff when you're yeah trying to do also your job all the time. Just for everybody listening who thinks that everybody does their own um, Instagram, I manage about 10 people's different Instagram accounts. So yeah, people are paying to get their shit done. They don't do everything. (laughs) No, you couldn't, you couldn't, you know? Um, And what's funny is ever since I hired you, people will be like, everything looks beautiful, right? You know, like it's, it's such a big, and not to say that like, I don't still have my hand in it. So I'm like, so that's something I feel like we should chat about quick too, is like, sometimes people ask me about that, like, well, how does she know? And I'm like, well, first of all, we talk like every single day. So like we are in constant communication, but like I tell you the themes or whatever we are going to do, you put it together. And then I also edit it. Like there's a lot of times where I'm like fully putting in my own caption and my own flair to it before it actually goes out. But I went from spending, well, the podcast, I know I couldn't keep up with. I would like, if I had tried to do that myself, I would have been like crying every single week. Um, I, we would be putting out an episode once a month as well. <laughs> but for Instagram, even like, it's just, I went from spending hours and hours to spending like one hour going back and forth with you and then like editing before it goes live. Yeah. That's one thing um, that I think a lot of people don't 
actually understand is that you're not like getting rid of your social media. You are just backing away slowly. I like to, when I, when I have a call with somebody, I like to let them know that I am a collaborative workspace. Like I need you to help me in order for me to help you. So like I have, especially I'm not, I know everybody's like, you need to niche, you need to niche. I'm not niched. I have like, I work for people. I guess my niche is people I get along with. Like that's just who I work with. Um, people I can stand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Cause I have like, I have a lifestyle blogger. I have CPAs. I have a human design um, guide. I have um, a mindset mentor. Like I have like all of these different things, but what happens is that you give me the ideas is essentially like the ideas still come from you. That's how they sound like, or how I sound like I come from you. And then, like you yeah. said, you like to read it over and edit it and make it sound a hundred percent like it came from you. Um, so yeah, I wish I knew everything and I knew human design. I could just write everything for you and be perfect. Yeah, I wouldn't enough. expect you to. <laughs> That's just not how it works. No. Yeah. I've had a lot of people ask me that question has come up a lot when we talk about outsourcing, because it's like, well, yeah, I can't expect Paige to like fully know every, like I barely, you know, I don't know everything about human design either, but like, I can't expect you to have any freaking clue. So that is, I think a common misconception. Like people are really unsure about handing over their baby, but it's like, there's so much back and forth between the two of us, like all day long that yeah I'm, I'm very much so like giving you what you need in order to then sit down and put the post together or put the whatever together yeah and as we've gotten to know each other longer like as you've been doing it longer you're getting more and more the hang of how I would talk and the hang of the human design like in general like you're learning a lot about it and so it's, it's interesting to see like your kind of progression through it too Yes. Yes. I know a lot more about human design than I did when we first started talking, but yeah, eventually like we get, I get a hold of your voice kind of thing, but still collaborative. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And I think it would have to be. And I feel like when you hire someone, that's going to be the same thing. Yeah. You're going to need someone who you can kind of go back and forth with. And like, you can give them the stuff they can do it their own, like self-starter. And then you're still going to have your hand in it again at, at the end. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Are you still feeling any hesitancy around it? Or like, uh, honestly, like, no. Um, it's like wealthy favors the, the bold or something like that. Like money favors the bold or something like that. Like bold moves makes success. I don't know where I was going with that. No, yeah, 100%. And that's like what we were talking about in the beginning. We're coming full circle here because um, like, that's why you don't take advice from your friends who work nine to fives because like entrepreneurship takes risks. Like you have to be, you can't be risk averse. <laughs> my, I came from a very risk averse family. So like when I started my business, my parents were like, cool. But also like my dad would always say things like, shouldn't you, shouldn't you go in on the weekends and take clients? And I'm like, no dad, I'm not going in on the weekend to take clients. Like you're never going to get it. And it's just, we're going to be not on the same page there. And now that I've done it for a few years, he's kind of getting the gist of it. And he will like, he trusts my decision-making more than he used to in the beginning. He'd be like, you're going to do what? Um, so like when I sent the email clearing house on my email list, he called me and he was cracking up. He was like, Oh, good for you. I think it's a good move. Like he would not have said that to me five years ago. He would have been like, are you insane? 
I know my parents are like in the same boat right now. My mom's like all for it. She's like, she doesn't care, but it's my dad's like, so like, can you make your mortgage payments? Like, what is it that you do in a day that actually makes you busy? I'm like, listen, dude. Okay. I got it going on. Right. <laughs> yeah. You're pretty busy. I think you're pretty busy. Yeah. And especially if you're working all, I mean, it sounds like you are working a lot. Um, so now it is like, okay, well, how can we continue to scale this thing? Cause otherwise you are going to be burnt out and you don't want to, you don't want to get to that point either. Yeah. No, I don't. And like, if you keep hiring a t- team, you know what I mean? Like it could only, it could only scale from there. You know, it would be kind of cool too. Like, and I've been kicking this around in my noggin. Cause I could almost use someone to do this in my business. It's like, you're good. Cause you put it all together, but I could almost use someone to help me like content plan. Do you know what I mean? Like, and actually like, look at my statistics and help me with like, oh, this is working. Okay. You're going to launch at this time. We should start. You know what I mean? Like I'm trying, I've gotten a lot better since I hired you. Like we're getting in the right direction, but like a content strategist would almost be a good person for you to pull onto the team too. Yeah. I was just thinking about that. Technically, technically I have one. We kind of trade work. Um, but my girlfriend who just started her business, she's a, an OBM, a DBM, like a digital business manager. So that's what she does. So when she was working full time, she was a project manager for a, a, like a glazing company. Like she, that's what she did. She reviewed shit. She made sure shit got out on time. She like talked to clients. She was like the forefront of the business at the time too, because it was a startup. So like Technically, I have one. I just haven't gotten to a point where I could pay her. I would really love to have her on full time and pay her. But I mean, somebody like that is expensive as well. So I haven't done it yet. I'm just like, okay, baby steps here, Abby, baby steps here. But yeah, it would be like I have a a coach of mine who just hired someone to do that. And I'm like, because like I'm, you know, I'm planning this launch for the fall and I'm like this course. And I'm like, okay, well, like it's overwhelming to me to figure out like how I should drop emails and content until then. And that piece could be kind of a cool addition to your business where it's like a kind of one-stop shop for us and you don't have to be hands-on onto all of it. Yeah. I see you going big with this thing, <laughs> you know? Me too. <laughs> yeah. Cause it could be like easy peasy VA services and then could have lots of VAs and like in your head, you're feeling a little weird about it because you've been so one-on-one with your clients. Um, and so those of us who've been used to really one-on-one with you, will have to just like adjust to it. But like, I'm totally on board for that. Cause I want you to have like an enjoyable life where you're not stressed out, but, um, your new clients won't even know the difference. Like if they just are like, Oh, I'm hiring this firm that has a team. I don't really care as long as their shit gets done. <laughs> yeah. And you could true. always have like multiple, like you would have multiple people and just keep scaling the thing. Yeah. Cause I would eventually like to have like a permanent team and an actual, um, an actual employee, um, and like people who work for easy peasy, like who work for my business and not necessarily hiring myself for myself, if that makes sense, like hiring another virtual assistant that has their own business. And, um, no, yeah, I could see that as a long-term goal of like, you're just CEO and you know, you probably could get to a point eventually where you don't have your hands on a lot of the actual assisting work. It's just, you have all these assistants who work for you and you could train them. Like then the education piece comes in. Like it could be kind of a whole, whole thing. Yes. 
You see it? Do you see it in your future? Five-year plan. I was going to say 10-year plan, plan, but I like five years better. Yeah, five-year plan. Especially since we're having this conversation and it's only been three months. I feel like five years is uh, reasonable. (laughs) Yeah, when you boxed me and we're like, "Um, I think I have an idea to come on the podcast. And you told me, I'm like, a good problem to have, Paige. And like, think about if you'd let people talk you out of starting this business when you wanted to and your gut instinct said to and you were hiring clients. Like I, when I hired you, you were still working your full-time job. You were working at nights a lot then. And like, if you'd listened back then, you wouldn't be where you are now. So it's like, again, trying to remember not to let people talk to you. I feel like we are so sad and you know, you've helped me with all my content on this. Like we're, we get, we know what we want and we let other people talk us out of it all the time. Yeah, we really do. Why do we do that? Why are we the way we are? I don't know. I don't know. I just, I think the, the breaking point was like, I just don't want to regret not doing it. Like I am, I'm young, right. I'm 25. I don't have kids like there. I like, I mean, I have a house, but we have parents that if she hit the fan, we could go live back with them. Like I'm in a situation where if things went wrong, it wasn't the end of the world. Like I don't have a little baby to feed. Like my husband has a full-time job. Like, yeah. I've said this all the time too. And like, I almost think you're better off. Like, and I've been saying that for the last couple of months, like the reason I think my business did do well was like, I didn't give myself a plan B. Like when I broke up with my ex, I was moving into this apartment, which was like, I was taking on way more bills. I just hired you as I was moving out of his house. Like I wasn't, I didn't have a full client. I didn't have close to a full client load, but I was just like, it has to work. (laughs) There's no other option. And it Mm -hmm. has, but it was just a blind trust fall. Um, and I think if I'd gone and taken some job that I didn't feel good about, or like gone back to massage, I, I wouldn't have felt good about it. Right. Like it would have almost been like, uh, it would have held me back. And I almost just, I had to figure that I had to make this work because like I was doing it. (laughs) Yeah. It's actually funny that my original plan was to quit the full-time job, get a part-time job and then still work this part-time. Um, and then my husband's like, why? Why get a part-time job? Why not just go right into it and you're focusing all of your time on this business and it's just going to supplement your income, which it has, but yeah, ended up really working out for you. Yeah. It's such an interesting field too, because like, and I know you and I have talked about this, like there's no real qualifications. Like when I hired you, you, you remember you saying to me, like, I'm not a copywriter. I'm not a social media strategist. Like and I was like, girl, you're going to do better than I am. <laughs> there are like w- with the stuff that I do no, there isn't really like I took a course. Like I know, I know how to use social media. I know how to use certain things because I've been like experimenting with it. Yeah. Um, but there are people who like specifically do marketing specifically do, um, coding and stuff like that. So there is like And obviously once you get specific in your field, that's when you can start charging like a hundred dollars an hour, like more, because obviously you're going to get like the results that people are paying you for. But to be a virtual assistant, you just need to know how to use a computer and have basic internet for it. Like, I think you do have to have some natural talent when you have an eye for it. You, this is actually, this is true. I guess if we're going to go into those who are listening, who want to be a a virtual assistant or thinking about it. Um, you do have to have some sort of drive. Like it's not, even though like the way that I guess 
we made it sound at the beginning of the podcast or throughout this episode that it just kind of fell into my lap. That's not true. I spent so many days staying up till four o'clock in the morning, trying to close my eyes for two hours, getting up and going back to the full-time job. Like there's, there's a, you have to have drive in order to make it work. And I feel like that's why it worked for me so quickly. Like obviously everybody's different, but I made it happen. Mm -hmm. You know, like it's not easy. This isn't easy. No, but if you had a little talent and you were kind of like good at that kind of a thing, um, you don't have to like go to school or like, like you can just kind of like, you just kind of were like, all right, I'm interested in this. You, I mean, you're a, you an architectural technology, like you must have design background. So like if you had any sort of like artsy skills, I feel like it would be a pretty cool field to get into right now. You can work from anywhere. Um, you can work when it works for you. Like, I don't really care when you get my stuff done because like, as long as it's done, it doesn't really make a difference to me when you work. Yeah. It's a cool field and you can kind of like, as you're in it, get into whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. And get more specific with it. I know now it's funny because I, one of my friends was just asking me, like people ask me all the time about outsourcing. So it's good that you're on here today. Um, and I was like, yeah, I was really hesitant in the beginning too, just because of like, I don't know, giving up control. Like that was really what it came down to. It was like weird to give up control of my business that I had run single-handedly for three years. Like I was like, how am I just going to trust another human with all of this? And now I'm like, what else can I have Paige do? <laughs> I'm like, my website, you're going to do my online course. Like now I'm addicted. I'm like, why would I do all this myself? I <laughs> Paige to do it. Um, and I think you'll find the same thing once you start. You'll be like, wow. I was like doing this beforehand. Yeah, I feel the same way. I think it's just taking that initial dive into the pool. Mm-hmm. And then once you're swimming, it's all. Yeah. Yeah. And be aware too, that it could take some trial and error. I remember a friend of mine saying that when I hired you, she's like, you know, if it doesn't work with this one, like try again, you know, like if it's, it's not the right fit, it's just not the right fit. And it ended up being totally fine. I kind of lucked out because like literally I just found you on Instagram. It was like all very random, Um, but it did end up working out and like you're organized in the same way I am. It like, it does work, but if it didn't, I would have just kind of like, I don't think I would have given up on VAs as a whole. I think I would have probably just like been like, okay, let me find someone who clicks more or whatever. Yeah. 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 And you'll be in the same boat. I think if you can find someone who's looking to grow, like you said, like almost like an intern, like someone who's new and like, that would be really cool. Cause there's a lot of growth potential there. Yes. They could yeah. eventually become an employee or, and yes. probably like, I feel like as you got more like used to the person, like you even probably could have them work with us. Like, I don't know that it would. I probably eventually, um, we'll have somebody deal with like half the client base like I would still definitely like I don't want to get to a point where I'm just hands off sitting on the couch with my feet up like doing nothing and having everybody do things for me Um, I definitely want to keep my like self busy because I enjoy talking to people yeah yeah I enjoy doing a million things at once yeah (laughs) doesn't surprise me at all I'm like pay everybody I can I'll sit and have my feet up all all day long but as a Manny Gen, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be, you're probably going to be, but too, as a Manny Gen, oftentimes you have this like, oh, I want to do this. And I also want to do this. And I also want to do this. And that will be easier to jump around like that. When you also have some help to make sure that like the, the basics are happening, 
so that you can experiment with all these different things that you want to experiment with. So what's your first step you're going to take? Like after we get off the call today, like what's the first step that you're going to take towards actually making motions on the thing? Um, writing down what it is I do in a week and, and then that you want yeah. them. To, yeah. What it is that I want to be doing. Um, I should probably gauge how long, like how many hours stuff like that. Cause obviously like I need to be paying this person, but I need to be like making money at the same time. Mm-hmm. So starting them off at like five hours a week. Yeah. Like I do with all my clients. So it's like, I'm like, I know how to do this. I know how to onboard clients. It's just now I'm onboarding somebody to work for me. Like, it's just, I think that's just what the weird thing is. It's just, you're working for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and you're like stepping into this new level, like you're up leveling to this new thing. And that's always a little scary. It's like a little out of our comfort zone. Like, okay. All of a sudden I'm a boss. <laughs> how did that happen? An actual boss. Yeah. A legitimate actual boss. I think you're going to do wonderfully with it. And I have a feeling when you go to sit to write down that list of what you do in a week, you're going to be like, how am I doing this without other people? Like a lot of it is the same stuff, like week after week after week. So um, it's not going to be hard. I, I can see it happening too. I just, I feel like I just really needed this conversation to be like, okay, like somebody who understands what it is that I'm going through somebody that I can actually like talk to to talk it out because I feel like I already knew what the outcome was I just needed to talk to somebody to in order for it to make sense in my head yeah Uh uh-huh and you do have a defined g-center in human design which like it's not your authority so like you know a little bit about authority and we did a post on it so it's like not like one you have one center that's like your decision making center and for you it's that gut it's that gut instinct the sacral center but you kind of have like backup authorities. So like that one trumps all the other because it's just like the strongest of your centers that you have that's defined, but you also have the G and you also have the spleen. So like spleen is going to be very intuitive. It's going to be that those intuitive hits of like, I just need to hire this person. I don't know why it doesn't even make sense, but I, something about them clicks. And then the G center is self-projected. And, um, that's like, you need to talk it out with people and it's less that you're listening for their opinion, but you are listening to hear what you want in what you said to them. So it's like, you're using them as a sounding board just to kind of hear yourself. And then when you talk about it, you're like, oh, I know what I want to do. Um, I have a defined G too. So it's not my main authority, but it's definitely an authority I relate to where um, I do feel like I need to talk things out. But if someone tries to give me input, I'm kind of like, oh, that's not what this is. <laughs> That's like me talking to my husband. It's like, no, you're just there to listen and say what I said, not give me your two cents. I wasn't asking for your opinion. You got yeah. this very wrong. Yeah. It's like, we just want to, which is actually one of the reasons I love doing this podcast is just like, cause I think a lot of times people need that as they say it out loud. They're like, oh yeah, I just need to do the thing. <laughs> I just need to do it. Yeah. Boop, boop. Well, I'm sure all the other self-employed women who get it, who are listening are going to be like, yeah, Paige, do it, do the thing, hire out. I will. I will. Oh, well, you'll have to keep us posted. I mean, I'll obviously know how it goes because we work together, but 
we'll have to keep everybody else posted on how it goes. Maybe we'll do a follow-up episode um, a little bit down the road and see where you are when you're like crushing it with multiple employees. Um, so yeah. Yes. How are you feeling? Good. I feel like summer is going to be a great season for myself. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I feel like, um, too, you should be proud. Like, make sure that you remember to celebrate. Like, it was only three months ago, you were scarily leaving your job. And like, you are already in a position where you need help. Like, you're scaling. Like, that's impressive. That's really impressive. Yeah, I feel like that is, um, that's hard like celebrating because you're always worried about the next step but taking a step back and being like hey like look where you were four months ago like you were sitting at a desk yeah yeah I think that's a big mistake um people make is like it's like we set these goals and then we get to them it's just like all right what's the next thing like we're never like oh wow I'm actually a badass and three months into my full-time business, I'm already needing to scale. Like that's actually something you should super be celebrating. Like go get yourself a massage or something because like you deserve it. You've worked really hard. And, um, we tend to just get into this, like, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? But it's like five years ago, if you went and told five years ago, 21 year old page, whatever, that this is where you'd be now. You'd be like, no way. I know. Owning your own business, hiring help. Like, no, you would be shocked. So make sure you celebrate it. Yes, I will. I will. Awesome. <laughs> well, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you? Um, all that good stuff. You know the drill. Yes. Um, my Instagram is easypeasyva. Um, I do have a website. It's easypeasyva.com. I'm pretty sure I haven't been on it in a while. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> It'll definitely be in the show notes. <laughs> um, and yeah, I do have a podcast, but I haven't posted in a while. It's called Make It Easy um, by Paige Scalabrelli. If you want to follow it and wait until the next episode drops, can't tell you when it's going to be. Um, maybe once I have help, but yeah. yeah. Awesome. And I actually like that, how you do that about your podcast. Cause I feel like even myself, like, preaching all like go with the flow do your own thing like I get very caught up too and like I have to do it every week right and so like just seeing you be like oh I drop episodes when I feel like it for me is like refreshing I'm like oh yeah I could do that if I wanted to do that I could do that my intro says weekly but we all know that that's not happening so (laughs) not what happened but that's okay like and you know like you have other things going on you'll have time to build that when you're ready and no rush yeah I think this is going to be the move for you. I feel like after you hire this person, you're going to be like, geez, I should have done that sooner. Um, I see the whole thing just kind of blowing up for you. I like how this is recorded too, because I can listen to it like in a year from now and be like, Paige, you noob. You have like five people working under you now. <laughs> that is how it's going to go. Yeah. That is how it's going to go. I think we're listening a lot too. Like, at least I find that like, cause you know, we record them usually a little early. So a couple weeks later when the episode drops, I'll check in with the girls a lot and they'll be like, Oh no, I haven't made motions. But, and then when they re-listen to the conversation, they're like, they get jazzed up kind of again and like energized about it. So it's, it's cool in that way too. And you could keep coming back to it. Yeah. Like, yeah. You so years from now, you'll listen to it when you've got like a whole firm and you'll be like, ha. remember those days. Yes. 
Well, thank you for coming on Paige. This was awesome. It was great to have you. Um, if anybody has any questions, re outsourcing and hiring an assistant, reach out to me because it's something that I've been talking about a lot and I'm happy to talk about more. And I really encourage all business owners to do it's made a monumental shift in how much money I can make, how my like just pace of life. Like I'm able to like every now and then you'll reach out to me and I'm like, Oh, sorry, I'm at the beach. And you're like, see, that's why I do my job is like to give you time off. Um, so yeah, big fan, 10 out of 10 on hiring out. Yes, me too. Yeah. Cause then I can hire more people. <laughs> yes. Well, thanks for coming on page. Um, we will, it was great to hear from you. We will check in with you soon and thank you everybody else for coming and listening to another episode.